Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. I'm here with Super E. I'm going to tell you another story. Super E, how are you? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing really good. Uh, have you thought of a good story to tell everybody? Yeah, I got one. And this story is so dripping with irony that you could fill up an irony pool. Because really? this is, it was a coincidence. It was unbelievable. And I'll, I'll dive right into it. Um, it was about, generally we had a morning court and afternoon court. And I had this afternoon court that was 1.30 in the afternoon. And uh, it was on a uh, prostitute. And generally, the prostitutes didn't have enough money to hire a private attorney, so they used public defenders. Right. And the public defenders, you know, you got to know them. And uh, you worked with them. and You knew what to expect from them and then to expect from you. So it made things smoother. Court went well. Well, I'm in court for a prostitute that day and uh just got this new guy that i don't remember seeing or dealing with and i was just talking to him about the you know the case here here's what i got and uh this, this is know. the defense attorney you're talking about yeah the public defender public defender right okay yes and uh so i'm telling about the case and you know if the prosecutor agreed to the uh what the public defender wanted to do for his client. I said, I'm not opposed to that. You know, if you can get the prosecutor to agree to it, I'll be fine. No big deal. He had an unbelievably snotty, arrogant attitude towards me. He's kind of dismisses, dismisses of me. I didn't know if I'm saying that. Dismissive. Yeah. And I thought, what an incredible asshole. You know, I'm trying to, like help you and your client by not being a jerk right. and you're being a jerk. I was kind of like, well, fuck this guy, you know, but like, what was he, he, we've all run into this. There are some defense attorneys, public defenders that are just nice and reasonable people. And then you run into the other faction of it, and they can kind of be pricks. Can't yeah. they? Yeah, and I will say that the ones that are the pricks are the extremely low percentage because I love the defense attorneys. You know, I got along with the defense attorneys. I got along with the criminal attorneys, uh, the private ones. And, yeah. uh, you know, you worked well with them. Right. And uh, But this guy, was he was just, you know, just a jerk. And so... That was in my mind. I was like, man, this guy, he needs to learn some people skills and to appreciate when people are trying to cooperate and work with him and right. his community. Right. So, you know, we go to court that day and I, I don't, I can't remember what happened. The case might got it continued or whatever. He might, the, the public defender might ask for a continuance and it was granted. So I left, but it was on my mind. I was like, man, I did not appreciate that guy's attitude. So you, uh, I can can you like any specifics? I mean, was he just um, just the way he talked to you? He was just yeah, dismissive yeah, he, and... he, yeah. He was like he was kind of like you know when I would try to talk to him, he goes, "Hey, 
you know, uh, that's fine. I'll talk to you later. That kind of thing. And all I was going to say is, hey, man, whatever you get prosecutor, whatever you get the prosecutor degree to or whatever, I'm fine with it. I was going to actually say one sentence. And he, he just acted like I was bothered. And it was, and, you know, it wasn't like he was, you know, a bunch of people around him. He was just sitting there looking at something. And, uh, you know, that's all I did. I was just going to say one sentence. To him. Yeah. And he just, he just had that. You're trying to make his life easier. You're being cooperative, you know, and trying to make, you know, the, and he, the case he, he flow a, and he's being a jerk. He's being, he's being, I would describe it as being kind of a douchebag, but I would describe it more of a giant douchebag. Okay. Okay. All right. And, I got uh, a good I, picture of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So I zip into the office and it's still fresh on my mind. I'm telling people, ah, this guy, you know, what a douche. But what we were doing that day, we had uh, some young female officers. They come in to assist the unit and we would get on the computer and have these fake profiles and you would pretend to be uh a young girl, like your name would be Megan Andy 14. And you would just start. I, I really didn't know how to do it very well, but you know, I was watching as the uh, computer nerds were doing it. So and then you're, you're talking about you were conducting like internet or typing. Yes. Yes. You know, they, they were, you know, have a seat kind of thing uh, to catch a predator. Or is that what it's called? Right. Right. So, yeah. So that, um, on the computer, you were using um, other officers or whatever. They were posing as, what, underage girls? girls. Yes. Okay. And, okay. Got it. And so they would, put in the, they would put in their name description that they were like 13 or 14 years old. So the guy, whoever was on the other end, knew exactly how old they were. Right. And here's the way the conversation, this conversation, most of them started this way. It's like, hi, Megan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? What grade are you in? I'm in seventh. What's your favorite class? It's English. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, what else do you like to do? Well, I, I like to, you know, watch MTV. And then next thing you'd see, dick pic. And yeah. the, the, you're like, wait, how did this go from I like to watch MTV? The dude sending a dick pic. Things like that. Okay. All and right. so we're like, damn. Crazy. So one of the female officers, she starts getting a conversation with this guy. And it was like, you know, just like that conversation. You know, what grade you in? I'm in seventh or eighth grade, that kind of thing. And then immediately the guy goes into, I just want to fuck you. And you're like, oh my God. And he goes, I, he said this, I want to fill you up with my cum. And you're like, oh, man, this guy is sick. And then the next thing is, the next, if I remember correctly, was like, I love you. I want to marry you. Can I meet you? Something like that. And I'm like, wow, this guy is, sounds like he's all over the place of being depraved. Right. And so it just, you had a very dangerous vibe. Right. And so, um. What are the goal was in this? You would have the young police officer. If the guy wanted to meet somewhere, she would be standing outside like a business, like a, you know, like on the gas station. And if the guy pulled in the suspect, pulled in 
to the gas station lot with his car and then got, got out and approached what hey, he thought was Super E. Yeah. Super E. I had a little glitch on my end. I'm sorry. So, um, okay. So in this instance, they, uh, he know you know, from the profile, he knows this officer or whatever is 13 or 14. They've had conversations, blah, blah, blah. So then they, they set up a meeting. Is that what happened? Yes. Yes. Generally, the guys say, where can I meet you at? And in their mind, they think it's a 13 or 14 year old. Got it. Okay. So in this situation, um, we were, we were wanting to meet in a public place, of course. Well, you know, lit enough that we could see what's going on and, you know, plenty of room for the surveillance officers to be able to see, but not be detected. Detected. That's what our goal was. So this guy wanted to meet our undercover officer that he thought was 14. So we said, or we had her type back that she was going to be at this gas station on the south side of her town. And she described what she was going to be wearing, you know, a pink shirt with white shorts, that kind of thing. And so where, where the guy said he would meet at, we noticed, man, it's kind of hard to get undercover, undercover cars located without, you know, sticking out too much, you know, because right. there's a lot of empty parking lots. And if you had a car in there by itself, that might be a little suspicious because this is about nine o'clock at night during the summer. It was getting dark summertime, but it was dark. Everything should have been closed down around this gas station. So cars on the parking lot might be a little suspicious because these guys are, are very, very conscious of their surroundings. And um, so you got to make sure that they cannot detect the backup. Got it. So at the, at the time I was driving a cab, my beloved 78 Oldsmobile was being repaired. And the only car they had available to me was a yellow cab, which I actually loved. Oh, that's, it me, that's a good undercover. It made me invisible. Right. So when we went to the gas station where she was going to stand, we noticed that, man, there's no place for anybody to sit except for me in the cab. And I could be right there at one of the gas pumps and nobody was going to pay attention. Right. Right. So now we know that we're supposed to be there at nine 30 at night at the gas station. Our, our policewoman, a uh, 14 year old girl was, she said she was going to be standing in front of the store on the far left of the front door. Okay. So I see this car pulling in and he described what his car was going to be. And I said, Hey, this car looks like what he told her it was going to look like. And he was circling the lot a few times. He was was looking for police officers. I I couldn't see the person because, you know, dark. couldn't see in the car. Right. And, and I said, man, this guy's circling. It's gotta be him. He's, he's looking for a police officer. So he circled a few times, satisfied he didn't see anybody, did not even look at the cab, didn't even look at it. Okay. He pulls he pulls in to the uh, front parking space right by the front door of the convenience store. And our policewoman is about 20, probably about 25 feet to his left. The dude gets out of the car and he starts walking toward her. Okay. And he's waving at her. He's like, hey, Megan. She's like, hi. She's trying to use the highest squeakiest voice she can to officer it. Right. So now he's walking towards her. Now he's 
he's broached that um, probable cause where he's making contact what he thinks he's uh, thinks is a 13 year old girl. Got it. So we've got enough for the rest. I tell everybody, hey, he's approaching her now. I get out of my car and I just start w- walking like I'm going into the uh, store. But and then when she gives me this the signal signal, then I'm going to go towards him. Well, he gets about eight feet from her and recognizes this ain't no 14 year old girl. This is a 27 year old woman who's got to be a police officer. Well, he turns around and starts walking back towards his car. And then he's about 15 feet from his car. I'm about 15 feet from his car. He's walking kind of fast. I start walking kind of fast. He walks a little faster. I walk a little faster. He starts running. I start running and we get to the car at the same exact time. And he, he tries to open the door and I race up on him. Now his back's to me, so I can't see who he is. Right. And I thought he was going to struggle. And I just told him, listen, you can go to jail. Now this is a big bluff, uh, audience. You've got to bluff these people to, uh, get them to comply with what you're saying. So you have to put a scare into them. So I used the line of, I thought he was going to start, try to start fighting me. I was going to put that fight. I was going to stop that fight right then. Mm-hmm. He started when I thought he was going to resist. I said, "You can go to jail via wagon or an ambulance." So I would not resist. Good one. And this is what he said to me. He goes, "I'm sorry, Detective Super E." He actually said my real name, but for the show, we'll say Super. He goes, "I'm sorry, Detective Super E." And I'm like, "How the hell does this guy know who I am?" I spin him around. It's that same public defender. That treated me like dog shit earlier in the day. I could not believe the unbelievable coincidence compounded by the unbelievable amount of irony in this whole thing. You I said, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? I'm sorry. All he could say was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He must have said, said that 5,000 times. Uh, and I, I just couldn't believe it. Oh and so, yeah. So, and so we cuffed him up and whisked him away. So, and this is all in the same day. You had court where this guy was in all uh, smarmy to you. And yes. then later in the day, he is your predator. Yeah, I would say, you know, what was it? About five or six hours later, it seemed oh, like. Oh, my God. That very same day. That is some irony there, Gray. Yeah, that was an unbelievable coincidence. And I, you know, I know he got fired, but I really don't know whatever happened to him. If he, you know, what kind of punishment he got through the court system. I don't know whatever happened to that. Holy mo- that's That's kind of disturbing. Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. Because, I mean, public defenders, I mean, they're like, you know, prosecutors, police officers, judges. They're public servants yeah you know um that's disturbing yeah and i did not i did not expect that from him but if you was to read the comments that he said they were just like you know they would go from one extreme to another you know they'd be so vile and then it'd be like i love you i want to marry you I want you to be my wife. And then it would go on to say something else vile. Yeah. 
Okay, that's disturbing. Yeah, and there's people, and they like like I've heard this said many times. They're walking among us, right, right, and that is true, and and that is um, kind of scary, kind of yes. disturbing. It's you would think, okay, these, you know, these pervs that are preying on you know children, you you always think, well, I'd be able to get them out, or I, you know, or, or they're they're gonna look or at you know act differently not always true is it no i remember a sex crimes officer told me he he told me you cannot pick the guys out you don't you don't know when you see him you would never think well that that's the profile no there is no profile it could be anybody right okay so that that's um yeah that's amazing and disturbing at the same time um, so these these kind of internet predator, um, you know, type investigations sounds like you did several of these or helped out in several. Yeah, I, I helped out. I, I helped out on them doing like the undercover and things like that. Uh, when it came to the brainy work, we like I said, we had the computer nerd guys, right. cyber crimes guys. We love them very much, and because they're extremely helpful, but they knew how to do all that stuff. Yeah, but but they needed the. Uh, they needed the undercover element of this, yes, uh, which you helped provide you and the, the female officer to make the case. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and it's all an expertise. You couldn't do what the computer guys did, but they certainly couldn't do what you did. You exactly. Know? And that's yeah. why you, you work together and put these cases together. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know what? That's what that was something else that I thought I was pretty good at. I was able to figure out. Who could uh, help me the best if I had an investigation? Who was the best at doing the computer thing? Who was the, who was the best at surveillance? Right. You know, everybody everybody had their strength. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, that um, that is a a great story, a disturbing story, um, but uh, it's just kind of another example of you know, okay, oh, super, he's out. You know, he's locking up street prostitutes. But then the next day, he's out getting this child predator off the streets who just happened yeah, to yeah. be a defense attorney. Yeah. yeah Did, exactly. I, I wonder if he represented himself in court. I don't think. No, no, no. Because you know what they say? He'd have a fool. Ah, good one. Good one. <laughs> you know what? We should end it on that, A train. Okay. Yep. We're just going to end it. That was, uh, that was, very interesting, very informative, um, and uh, thanks for helping out on that case. Getting no him, problem, you know, at least locked up on this case. So, okay, everybody, hope you enjoyed that. Um, come back with another one shortly. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye.